Okay. Oh man, Silk Talk Podcast episode five. The crowd screaming. The illest podcast in the motherfucking world. Oh man, first and foremost, I want to thank people for supporting the journey as always. Um, This is the fifth installment of the illest podcast in the world. And I want to thank you wholeheartedly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. We appreciate you. Say thank you. Thank you. Me and Tia, me and Divinity, I'm sorry, we're uh, sharing mics this podcast. This is probably the largest podcast that we've had, like guest wise. We usually just have one guest. I'm a little nervous to share this mic with Anu. He's very like, don't grab the mic from my hand. <laughs> so I'm very like, okay, how am I going to approach this? <laughs> All Anu wants is some common courtesy. And it's just stressing her out. I don't know what it is. Like, should, should I go like this? Should I, should I be not, like... No, don't do that. You could tap my shoulder. But I'll be courteous of you. Like, I'll say what I got to say. Like, like tap. Put it in a neutral, neutral position. Neutral. Okay, nice. Just, it'll go nice. here. All right. And then when you're done, you know. Okay. Let it go and we share. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, um, your host, Honor the Deity, uh, record label CEO of BKO Season, the best label in the motherfucking world, recording artist of about five years, living in LA. My beautiful co-host, Divinity. You look like a hot facet to you, right? <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah. We smoking big blunts out here. We smoking king palms out here. Mike. It is kind of like the, the size of the mic a little bit. Mm-hmm. We we got the big thoinks tonight. Um, and to introduce my amazing guest, man, we came a long way. Yes, it's um uh, y'all were there at the inception of Silk Talk. Yeah. When I was just on my IG live yeah. and yes, I was just in my silk robe yeah. and I was just like, I'm in LA, bitch, chase your <laughs> dreams, bitch. Y'all were there and look at what it manifested into. Good to be here. A beautiful ass manifestation. Beautiful manifestation. So So happy to be here. (laughs) We're all in silk, cozy, Saturday night vibes in LA. Oh man. So let's see. I have my beautiful friend Tori. Oh man, Tori is an amazing person. Um, We've been friends for a really long time. If it weren't for Tori, we wouldn't even be here right now talking to y'all. So shout out Tori. Shout out. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I don't know if I would be here if it wasn't for you guys either. You know, oh, same way. Love that. If I had a, you. If I didn't meet you guys mm. back in twenty nineteen or eighteen, around around that. I think it was the, the end of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning about of twenty nineteen. In the dirty streets of Boston. 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 <laughs> Boston. You know? Boston. Yeah, yeah. We also have my homie Drew Ski. What's good? What up, Drew? <laughs> what up? Oh man, me and Drew. We, we met um on Melrose when I first came to LA. I Facts. went to Melrose and I remember I checked up your shop you had on Melrose. Yeah. It was man. a cool ass shop. And you was a cool you. ass dude. Appreciate that. And I was like, who's this <laughs> who's this cool ass dude with this cool ass shop? <laughs> That's me. Yeah, yeah. So you're super duper cool. Um and you kind of just been like rocking with us ever since, bro. Super For appreciate sure. you. Happy no that doubt. you're here. You know what I'm saying? It's good to be here, bro. Appreciate I like you. the I like the whole podcast uh setup and just the name of it, Silk Talk. It's good to be here. You gave me the silk robe, so Yeah, I had to bless you one time. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Oh that. man, oh man. Now I'm ready. Yes, let's get it, let's get it. And my amazing friend Kayla. 
a big supporter of my silk talks for sure i never forgot after my silk talks you called me you were like yo i love your silk talks i'm like you do oh i lived for them <laughs> i live for them i think you're one of the funniest people i know so wow kayla <laughs> put you in a silk robe thank and in you front of a with camera. the shades and the do-rag good night i love those it. oakley's i don't know someone <laughs> said something on this other live does it say oakley right. on it are they Bulkleys? Battle Vision. Bulkleys. <laughs> <laughs> Bootleg. They Bulkleys. Melrosies. <laughs> I don't remember where I got these. Oh, I got these at my old job when I used to uh, trim weed. Mm. One of the one of my bosses came in and had a bunch of them. Oh, and I remember sense. I put them on. I'm like, nah, these are them. No, <laughs> these are Those them. Are so fire. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking for a pair like that. Yeah. Some nah, these are fire. Is. He just came in and blessed me. So. Fire. Yeah. What, what were you saying? You surprised you didn't put the new ones on, the ones you just bought. I think I warmed to last podcast. Switching it up? You gotta switch. I gotta keep it fresh. I gotta switch up the do rag, the glasses. I gotta keep it like you know. Every podcast gotta be a little something different. But speaking of uh, something different for the podcast, what's today's topic? What are we finna talk about? We're currently gonna talk about what it's it like to live in LA. I feel like all of us mm. are not from LA. We've all moved from different areas and just live out here. We're just giving our opinions our topics about what it's like to live in la i feel like a lot of people have dreams i want to move out here i want to move to a big city i want to live a different life and start fresh and like a lot of people are scared to do it honestly people talk it all the time and say i'm gonna do these things and like they don't do it but now i feel like (laughs) distracting me distracting me i'm sorry um and I feel like we're one of the people that are out here actually living it and actually having the real raw life experiences of living out here in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah, that's going to be our topic today. I'm, I'm like, really excited to go deep into it. Same. Yeah. We have lots of stories. Lots of stories. Yeah. So I guess the next question is who wants to go first? <laughs> we can who start. Got, who got some stories to tell? We can start we by like <laughs> how long we've been out here and why we wanted to move out here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I could start. I've been out here for about what? 2020 would be three years. October 2020. So it'd be like three coming up to three years. And first we, we told the story on the other podcast about how Anu wanted to move out here first because he wanted to like live a different lifestyle and I had to think about it. And like I decided like, fuck it, I'm going to move too. But we both were a little chicken about moving and i feel like who really made this a reality for us was our beautiful friend tori that was like i'm moving in la like you can go forward with like your story about it but i feel like you really convinced us to like come out here you moved out here first and then you were like yeah because you guys were thinking of new york which Mm -hmm. i was too but I mm-hmm. came out here in 2019 and I went to Rolling Loud by myself. I just wanted to do a solo trip and I just felt so comfortable out here by myself. And I knew there was so much opportunity out here. And I had been throwing events in Boston and DJing for a few years. Fire events in Boston. I just Fire events. wanted to get out of Boston. I just yeah. wanted something different. I wanted better weather too. And. Um, yeah, I was 
the middle of the pandemic, I was like, fuck it. It's time. When you talk and about the pandemic out here, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, y'all it was just like a good time for mm-hmm. me and a good time for y'all, too. And mm. you was guys dumb came out a month after and I was so happy because we just got so close. And I knew you guys were going to move. And I don't know. We just got so close, so I was really happy that you guys made the move out here instead of New York. I know. (laughs) The weather really sold me, too. Like, Mm. the weather is conspiracy theory, but I think the weather is definitely controlled by the government. Oh, my God. Because it's, like, one type of weather to two types of type of weather. There's, like, cloudy, rainy, and then there's, like, sunny, beautiful. So it's, like, two different types of weather. So I feel like it's definitely controlled. (laughs) <laughs> in a way like i have the feeling you i want to talk about that time that sorry drew no, no, i want to talk about the time that the three of you guys came out here before y'all even moved mm-hmm. Do you remember that yeah. Yeah. you're like scoping out the scene yeah that was fun. that was september 2020 mm-hmm. no, you well, moved no august 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 it might yeah. have even been july it was, it was like, like the july. end of july august when we came out here does anybody remember anything that we did during that trip that you guys were here you here you guys were here for like two weeks Fuck, what do we do i think we were only here for one week i know we smoked a lot of weed yeah yeah Yeah. i feel like we were (laughs) just hanging like i don't remember doing too much i think we went to like santa monica i feel like i have a picture on the pier at that time so why did you want to move to la like what, what was your perception of it um at the time well like i said just like more opportunity i just had i wanted to move out of my mom's house i the rent was just expensive in boston so i was like i might as well just spend that money somewhere where i would really want to be and yeah that was just it it was like a good time for rent too i mean i was living in k-town for 1100 a month like oh that apartment though i mean that apartment so the apartment looks good i remember the day we moved Uh you into that apartment you and me we moved Uh, you into that apartment fucking moved me into that apartment me and kayla we were so excited we were fucking partying in there dancing it up k-town is the cheapest place to move it was like 90 degrees that day yeah but that apartment it was literally 90 degrees with no ac we were like melting (laughs) and that's K Town. <laughs> um, and there was That's where a little roach problem there. They didn't tell me in <laughs> the. Tori's not used to roaches like that, OD. <laughs> me and Anu. Yo, Tori had to convince me and Anu. I'm sorry, I grabbed that. That's the thing, again. though, with LA. <laughs> me and Anu were like, it's okay if the place has roaches. Tori's like, don't live in a place that has roaches. Hey, but in, in, in New York, you can't find an apartment for 1100 though. So it's like, that's one thing about LA that <laughs> nah, sets it apart. Nah, real shit. It was, yeah. it was solid. I remember that story. Yeah. We, me and T were going apartment hunting and we had this one apartment yo it was so hot in that motherfucker bro <laughs> but it had a banging ass view yep. but man I should have a little roach problem I ain't gonna hold really? it the yeah. roaches could even survive like seriously <laughs> roaches, they was eating each other in that motherfucker like, boy they survive <laughs> them roaches was eating each other They're in that motherfucker it. boy yeah. it was having like World War 3 in that motherfucker bro like, roaches will survive I seen one apocalypse. of them roaches with an AK-47 uh, <laughs> shooting them <laughs> smoking blood yeah, literally smoking blood in the corner I'm like what the fuck is going on? Dude, I, I freeze like, up. No. I freeze Don't up when it. I see them. 
But so we we left. We told uh, we told Tori. T was like, "Yo, it got a little. It's a nice crib, but it got a little roach problem." Tori was like, oh, "I don't know, guys. Mm. Y'all don't deserve no roaches. <laughs> they're not paying rent. The they don't yeah, need to live with you. Any snaps yeah, for the pet? I'm sitting here thinking no like, not nah, LA. It's just how they all are. Yeah, but they're all up in your space yeah, though. They're fucking everywhere, and you turn mm-hmm. the lights off, and then they think that they're free to roam wherever. The oh fuck man. They want. I would always story. catch them in my kitchen too, mm-hmm. like near the sink, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I just wouldn't even want to eat my snacks, I even if it. I like wrapped them up good. I just would, just I don't know. I would skeeve everything. Oh, I didn't like. Keep I would just be grossed out mm-hmm. by anything unless I was cooking it fresh. Like, yeah, yeah. I was, was not keeping out of my fridge. There was nothing in my <laughs> fridge. There was nothing in my house. I lived in a studio apartment, like ground floor studio bungalow style apartment yeah. for like mm. eight months and only mm. eight months for a reason. Like that place scared the living mm. shit out of me. I moved in two days after I moved in. I was literally, I was coming home from work, dropping my car off, picking up a bag that I had already packed and left ready to go. And I was on my way to Miami. And I walked in <laughs> to my apartment and the first thing I see is a roach like sitting right next to my bag that's supposed to be coming with me to Miami. No. I start crying. I start screaming. I'm freaking out. Wow. Like absolutely losing it. I just, I, they scare me <laughs> to no end. And they just, they have like, they're like freaky. dinosaurs. They look weird. Bodies, you know? <laughs> no, why, are roaches, why are roaches so scary? They don't even bite. Like everyone just hates them. You They've know been I mean? around like for they, fucking they can survive. Years, like, they can survive like nuclear warfare. Really? Motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? A shrimp is actually an underwater roach. For real? No. Yeah. That's why I don't. Like yeah, shrimp. I'm sorry. But they're I, not. I used to they're the a day, shrimp. I mean, they're they're bottom feeders. I think they, they eat filled eat on the bottom. Though. I think they eat algae. Algae and whatever's at the bottom of the ocean. No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Roaches. No shrimps. <laughs> New fear unlocked. <laughs> no, it's no. I'm no. crying. I'm um, okay, cool. So Tori, Tori came to LA for some real super dope reasons. What about you, Drew? Me, yeah. I had a specific reason for coming to LA. Um, I used to have a store in the Bay. I sold vintage and like resale clothes, sneakers and shit. And uh, you know, I wanted to level up, so I came from the Bay Area to Los Angeles, opened the store on Melrose. And then three weeks later, the pandemic came out of nowhere and just mm. hit. So got shut down, mm. but I'm still here. I mean, fuck it. I opened up my store for a couple months near the end, and I just got out of my lease because uh, Melrose started to change. The The atmosphere wasn't the same for stores, so I just got out of the store game. Now I just sell clothes online. But, mm. yeah, I'm still here, still enjoying L.A., found it, making the most out of it, enjoying my life. So that's oh, basically man. why I came. So oh, yeah. Would you say the pandemic affected, like, most of the stores? Yeah, they shut down know. everything here. Like, in Florida, they didn't shut everything down, but here they did, and it really affected a lot of businesses. I was one of them, so, mm. yeah. Not a big fan. Not a big fan of how they handled it, but that's just my opinion. You know, I understand it was, like, a complicated topic, but, mm-hmm. yeah, fuck it. Hey, but you're still thugging it out, though. Still made it. Cool, so you're still selling clothes online? Yeah, I just sell Where clothes online. people on- go buy your clothes? Uh, want to look at what you got. Just go on the Instagram, Maroon Studios, and if you're in L.A., you can come to the uh, showroom. It's like a place in downtown L.A. where I keep my clothes, and you can shop showroom. in person. So, yeah. That's fine. He said, I got a showroom. Well, I got a store, but I got a showroom, yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's like a common thing in L.A. Everybody's trying to get showrooms now that sells mm-hmm. clothes. So mm-hmm. I'm one of these showroom people. But I had it before it became a popular 
trend. So, <laughs> so why 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 do you th- why uh why are showrooms popular now? So like uh, what exactly is a showroom for those? A who showroom may not know? is usually like some type of loft in the downtown LA art district, and you put your clothes in there, and then you know you can promote. A lot of people promote on Instagram already. They got their brand, but now they have a physical space that's like in a cool city, aka Los Angeles. So. It just gives you like a physical presence now that people are like seeking that now that the pandemic's over. It's mm. cool to have like a physical presence, but not a store, mm. like private kind of. So it's kind of more like an exclusive shopping. Yeah, experience. just for people that have followers, you know, the oh, people that's that follow bougie, them, bro. pull up when they're in town. Yeah, so that's bougie, yeah, it's bro. Bougie. It's yeah. my favorite place to shop. She always buys stuff. I We live together. Tori sells clothes too. Together. Yeah. yeah. Every so, time I rock up, up to the showroom, I pull up. I got hand women's clothes. Pull up. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that you like transition into doing clothes too, Tori. From like, you had a big transition too mm-hmm. from like straight doing yeah. um, events. I was like throwing in events and DJing, and then I moved out here. And I mean, it was the middle of the pandemic. It takes time to mm. get gigs in a whole new place. And you still did a lot of gigs. You did cool. I gigs did a too. few. Yeah. You did. You did when like, you first got here, you were moving and grooving. Sure. I was doing yeah. some gigs. You were posting yeah. up on my kitchen in my dining room. Yeah, <laughs> live streaming DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah, I was Indeed. doing some live stream DJ. We were behind the camera dancing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that was fun. <laughs> And then you different. Actually- it was like a transition in my DJing, and then yeah, I I met Drew and I how was did just you trying meet to Drew, make though? money. Like you're gonna talk about that? Well, Kev, awesome. I didn't realize me, that you, you and Kev yeah. introduced them. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Little Death Star. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Little Death, <laughs> Death Star, man. Google me, baby. Google Little Death Star. Tori Double Cup. Tori Double Cup. Tori Double Cup. Oh, dude, you're gonna see. You're gonna find some things. <laughs> put but the work yeah, in we were just walking on melrose we went for a hike and then we went to melrose and kev was like oh tori you gotta check out this store like i went here the dude's mad cool he sells people's <laughs> local artists clothes and stuff and yeah you gotta meet him and i was like all right cool let's go and i fucked with the store so much immediately like i was looking at everything i remember there was this bucket hat i tried on that was so sick damn you really put the word in i had to definitely put, you know real recognize <laughs> you really i said he on. real she real <laughs> it's gonna be a real nigga moment and drew had on his <laughs> ricardo tishi air forces yeah she still remembers what he had on yeah she still remember what you had air forces i had them in a different colorway and i was like oh shit like dope i always like look at people's shoes for some reason like <laughs> who do you get on there <laughs> swag <laughs> check you gotta check the swag sometimes you gotta see what the temperature is Add that up hey yeah, you, you passed the swag check dj I wish I shot my shot. I was like, hey, like, I can come DJ while you're open, pull up with my stuff. And he was like, yeah, come through this weekend. I'm like, all right, lit. Like, that was fucking easy. Now I'm DJing on Melrose. I just moved to LA. This is lit. That's big. And I was so geeked when I did that. I was playing Mm. all the music I wanted to play, which was Mm. rare. Like, as a DJ in Boston, I could never Mm. do that unless it was like my events and stuff Mm. or. I mean, I did a lot of, like, cool events that people booked me for that I could play what I wanted, but it was hard to get booked, like, a lot playing whatever I wanted, more underground shit. 
And then that's how we met, too, when I was DJing out in Boston. Mm-hmm. T and Kev pulled up to mm-hmm. one of my events mm-hmm. that I was spinning. And, yeah, um, once me and Drew met, we started hanging out a lot and took our time to get to know each other and got so close. And, yeah, he was reselling on etsy and i'm pretty sure you were doing etsy at the time and i was working for him a little bit and i was like and then he told me that i should resell and i was like shit i should like i went to school for fashion merchandising it made sense for me there's so many markets and like depop and and i'm always i was starting to go to estate sales like you put me on to the estate sales out here and then just thrifting like I do. Um, yeah, I just got right into it. Started going on Melrose, setting up right on the street, like fuck it. And I sold a lot of like my own pieces at first. And it gave me a lot of momentum at the beginning, like selling all those pieces of my own that I really loved. Mm. That I was just like over and I was like, I'm gonna get new stuff now with this money and like build a brand and yeah I've been doing that since 2020 uh 2021 now almost two two years years. wow and (laughs) I know the whole story (laughs) yeah I love I love it and I've been styling too Kayla has modeled for me Mm. T and Kev have modeled for me I've styled you guys like you are so many occasions been so much fun Mm -hmm. and I I I love like shooting in general like that is like my favorite like putting the pieces together like I enjoy doing that with you we're gonna be doing a lot more of that I'm I'm ready to I'm gonna get like all a bunch of like silk robes I'm gonna start a collection for you guys oh my god thank you I'm gonna style this I I want to mention too that like I think it's awesome that you use your college diploma in your everyday life Mm -hmm. because like how many people go to school for like college and like use a diploma now yeah literally when I graduated I started for your own business (laughs) like fact went to school for fashion merchandising and use it as their everyday business as an entrepreneur woman young woman in la like that's beautiful yeah that's a, i love I mean, that's like my favorite always, thing i love that i mean when i was a kid i wanted to be a fashion designer and in high school i was doing dental assisting oh, Ka- me and kayla went to the same school we were doing dental assisting yeah and that was kind of the path i was going and then college was coming and my parents were like all right where are you going i was like i you don't i don't know and yeah you went to fisher i first, was like right? well if i'm gonna go to college i guess i'm gonna do something with fashion because that's the only thing i i'm interested in i just didn't even think about college like i don't know just wasn't thinking like that but they wanted me to go and i went for fashion merchandising and um boston just wasn't really the place for me to mm. Continue Continue growing with fashion. How to spread your wings. And yeah, I mean, I also love music and so many other things, but I'm happy I got into fashion again and like being out here doing it is so fun and I can really express 
my style out here and it's always evolving, mm. which is awesome, which my brand is also evolving, kind of taking a little break right now to like make some changes and. What's the name yeah. of your brand for people who that don't know? It's I'm Pop Vulture. Right now. Pop Vulture. Liddy. <laughs> <laughs> 777 on Instagram. Okay. And Depop. So you came to LA to level up. Yeah. You also came to LA to level yeah. up. Yeah. Definitely. Leveling up. What did you come to LA for, Kayla? God, I wish I, could, I wish I could tell you guys. Ooh, yeah. Kayla's been Kayla's been here the longest of all mm-hmm. of us. Yeah, really, how many stories to now. like move out here? Would you say you? Oh, you the OG, 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 OG. I actually can't believe it. <laughs> it's it's kind of sickening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> makes me want to vomit. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I came out here when I had, I had just turned twenty. I was. Oh, I forgot like, you, Kayla. You're so young. Yeah, I had just turned 20 when I moved out here. I had come out here to visit a friend who lived in OC, so she didn't even live in LA. Mm. We came up to LA. Uh, a friend. Do you remember Dario Santiago? Yeah. Dario Santiago was partying in LA. He just happened to be in LA the same time that I was, and he was like, "Come to this club." And so we pulled up to the club and fake ids got us right in (laughs) and um yeah i don't know i just i fell in love with the city i fell in love with the weather you know we all come from the same place not you but i mean similar weather there you know what i mean no definitely (laughs) not no the bay area is not like boston oh shit all right well never mind um yeah i just wanted something different and when I decided to move out here, I had met some people and they were like, well, you can crash on our couch until you get on your feet. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so I just booked a flight on my, f- on my way. I was on the plane on my way back to Boston coming from LA and I had extended my trip. Like I want to say three times I extended my flight. Wow. I finally <laughs> came back and on my flight, I booked a one way ticket back to LA like for three weeks after I had landed. It was right after Christmas and New Year's. I feel that. that. January 2019. So I got a good year of LA before COVID, which was nice. Mm-hmm. What was? I wish I got to experience. I actually used to visit COVID. LA, like you know, because I'm from, I'm also from California. So we used to drive down from the Bay Area and just party here. That's still but a long ass drive. It was though. like, yeah, it is. It was magical. Like when I first came, like I always wanted to end up living here because, like, growing up in the Bay Area. Everybody hates on Los Angeles. Not everybody. Some people in Oakland. Yeah, it's like a beef, right? Yeah. There's somewhat of a beef depending where you're from, but definitely where I'm from, everybody hates on LA. Just why just blind hate. I don't know why. It's just like an insult if somebody's from LA. But <laughs> it's it, it makes no sense. Like it's just like literally like some dumb shit. Yeah, and, but I can't lie. When I meet a guy and I ask them where they're from and they say LA, I'm like <laughs> well, I, honestly, I I had no opinion. Like personally, I just grew up with that like type of culture. Like, but when I did come down here, like I always had the greatest time and just the hotter. It is hotter than the Bay. It's the Bay is a little bit. We don't have snow, so it's not quite like Boston, but it is colder. I thought it got cold up there. It gets pretty cold, but it doesn't snow. It's not Boston is like another level to me. But either way, like it is hotter here, so I like that. But yeah, like. It had a magical feel to it, like mm-hmm. pulling up, like the energy, especially pre-pandemic, like the shit was just like, was I don't know. The networking was crazy. Like it everybody. Was magical. Yeah, it was. It, it was really magical. was. It was a different type of place. People honestly. were out and about all yeah. the time. It was different. I think yeah. there's like a social anxiety that we all have yeah. now. Yeah, facts. We don't really talk about. 
that much, but I feel that. Yeah, I remember the night that they put the lockdown in place in LA. Me and um, Tatiana were at a party in the hills, and it was like seven thirty, and they put like an amber alert on your phone. It was like you know the sound that it makes when an amber alert. Yeah, it's like hella. Yeah, it's hella crazy. loud. And we were at a party, so everybody's phones started going off. So we were all like, "What the fuck's going on?" Mm. And they were like, um, "There's a curfew at eight p.m." In LA, you can't give anybody 30 minutes to get anywhere. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So we're like racing down the streets, trying to get home. Our neighbor picked us up. <laughs> Wait, Kayla, you actually listened to the Amber Alert? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah. I mean, it came no. up on all of our phones, you so, know, so like, we had to look like, at we it. We have to leave now. Like, you guys, like, listen to it? Yeah. Am I, like, a weirdo that, like, ignores that shit when well, I see it? did it say why? <laughs> the car's just because driving past T. She could have saved the kid's life. But she <laughs> oh, it was, it was, like, uh, I think it was, like, March 13th or whatever night that they yeah. had put the lockdown in place where the, you know, okay, they were like, okay, yeah. don't leave the house. Like, that kind of shit happened mm-hmm. when they put a curfew on L.A. And mm-hmm. I remember they had cops on every single block. Every single block, there were cops. They were pulling yeah. people over. And how many times did you hear like ambulances and sirens? Oh like the first few do you months, remember, that shit was crazy. Do you remember when they had the national guard here with the tanks? And yeah, that was when that yeah. was that year we had a heat wave. What? It was 120 degrees, Wait. and they were in long. What year was this again? This was 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah what year yeah. did you? What year did you move in here, Drew? To like January 2020. So yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, it was right after. Um, so much happened that the riots or what the, it was yeah. yeah it was during the riots yeah and it was during it was right after the that shop on melrose caught fire right, somebody right. like yeah my store got hit in the riots too so that's another thing that what happened me, to your store bro uh, you know yeah. what there's some things that fucking are be, like basically this like a famous celebrity was on instagram and this is how i saw this happen i wasn't at my store the day of the riots they closed the streets down so i knew i was going to be closed so this famous celebrity posted a video of like somebody sus that wasn't with the crowd busting the windows of my store. And what the? Uh, you see that on two IG? Two seconds later, kids are riding, but they really don't fuck with my store too much. They just didn't break down the gate that I had, but they just moved on to the next. And a lot of people that I knew like lost pretty much everything they had that day in terms of like, you know, their stores. So That's the street changed after that. Like it was right. Everybody reopened, but yeah, that day was like. You know, that the day, people yeah. took over. They were just like, "Fuck it!" Did you get any merchandise uh, stolen? Did you get any merchandise? I expected to, but actually, the next day I didn't really lose that much. But yeah, a lot That's of people good. did. So I really like, you know, what I mean, it is what it is. Fuck it. It, it they, is the people showed is. their strength in a, in their own way. Like they just took over. Like we couldn't do nothing as business owners. But we have insurance and shit. But like you know, mm. it was it's, a wild day. It's interesting because um, I know when those riots were going on, it was very interesting times. Um, yeah, it was. Tensions were high. The tensions were very high. Yeah. Um, but one thing specifically about the riots, I was seeing, I think they had like clips of uh, that were in New York of like random trucks filled with bricks right, driving right, up right. to random neighborhoods, dropping off a truckload of bricks and just I dipping. saw with what I saw with my own two eyes happened to my own store. So it's some crazy shit. But at the end of the day, like, whatever, it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I don't was... think we're meant to fucking know, like, who's running shit. You know yeah. What I'm like, who knows who started it? The fact is, like, the people jumped on board. But 
Think for yourself. That's my only thing. No, nah, literally, think for yourself. Ah, you're mad. Here's a ton of bricks. Yeah. <laughs> you're mad. Here's a ton of bricks. Just because right there's a pile of bricks don't necessarily mean you. Don't gotta, mean you got you know thrown. But hey, do what you do. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, you no, know nah, it was Fair it was enough. very interesting. It was very interesting times. Like there definitely was like a lot of things going on behind the scenes with those rides. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. Didn't it was a sound right. about. It was like. Mm-hmm. It don't really sit right with me And like we had went to like um, we to Well not a riot but a protest Yeah we went to like three Like right. three Yeah It went to like three And it was just right. like The first one you know You're really passionate Like yeah Like we're standing up for something And the second mm-hmm. one It's like Okay like we're just chanting The same stuff Like whatever And the like third one I was just like man Like is this even helping Yeah I feel Like it. what's really gonna help But you know what In Europe they be doing this shit On the regular So that's why like for me I'm just like you know what We're just starting to turn into like Europeans in that sense Like we're not afraid To fucking riot Like mm-hmm. Business owners in Paris France Gotta deal with a riot Literally every year Cause people yeah. don't like a lot And French people Aren't afraid to like They are professionals profe- to, Yeah they're professionals <laughs> at it And protesting It's not just yeah. rioting like, yeah. But yeah like You know what I'm saying Like I don't know well, I definitely That's one feel way like to make change Like maybe Americans Are getting a true. taste for that now So we're just True Gonna true. start going in Like anytime something happens Yeah like, But I feel like you know, It's yeah. also important to and I feel like one thing I noticed that kind of lacked with the the rise and protest mm-hmm. was like there was really no like clear direction or call to action. I feel that. Mm. Like yeah. I remember being in the protest and just being like, like what what do what we are do we next? Well, yeah, what, what are we, we fighting doing? for? Like yeah. what's the goal? What's right, the objective? Right. Yeah. Like what is? You know what I'm saying? There were just yeah. so many things. But their yeah. tensions were just high really in general, so everyone was just down with like that vibe. Yeah, everyone was yeah. just mad and just, just be like, out in the streets. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I feel like. You know, if we really want to get shit done as a society, like, we need, like, to put leaders in place. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, but somebody got to be brave enough to lead. Yeah. <laughs> somebody got to be know? sane enough yeah. to lead. Hey, sane we used to just have community enough. leaders. Like, yeah. it's easier to lead the people you know and you grew up with. Like, no, you know true, I mean? true. Like, we don't even have that. Like, yeah, know. I feel like all that we could really we do nowadays is, like, learn yeah. to really just lead ourselves. Yeah. That's a fact. And you just know? spread more love. Just spread more love. Like, seriously. No, nah, for real. Because... Everything else is just so divisive now. Everybody's like, "Oh, I don't fuck with that." Like, everybody's very you can't entitled do that. to that. Yeah, that's why legalizing trees is a great thing. Like, everyone's going to start a lot of people together. It's going to relax the country now. Mm-hmm. Smoke a blunt, my there brother. There were so many dispensaries back on the East Coast when I went. When yeah, you went, yeah, popping yeah. up. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. How much is awesome. it for an eighth over there when you guys went? Oh, How was your experience? Mm-hmm. Which it place was did like you go 40. to? Forty for an eighth. Yeah. Where did you go? Happy Valley. Forty dollar eighth. Yeah, I mean, I I bought like some pre rolls. I was like being mm-hmm. mad cheap. The five pack ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was just. Did you see Gia there? She works no. there. No. Yeah. I went there. I only went there once, and then I went to the one in uh, Malden, like near Townline. Malden. I oh. forget what it's called, though. Um, me too, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, and then I went to one in Faneuil Hall, too. That There's was one another in one. Mad dispensary? Sure, yeah, you smoking I did up. go to Mad Dispensary. <laughs> I went to one. Yeah, I went to one. The last one I, I bought, like, a half. So oh, that lasted up. the rest of the trip. Is there a big difference, would you say, between the weed out east and the weed out west? Oh, yeah. It's definitely elite out here compared elite. to out no, there. Sorry. Yeah, Elite? They haven't gotten not there yet. close yet. I mean, but I don't know. At the same time, I was smoking, like, the cheaper shit. But even the cheap stuff here is so good. Have so. you tried, like, New York weed? 
Wow. We had a conversation with like my friends and New like. York what are they smoking? You, you ever New York? had New York weed? No. I don't know. You guys ever had New York weed? What, don't they smoke like when sour you diesel? Walk or up to Dude, people in the. It park? makes you trip. Like what do you mean? it's not like good weed. It's like. You're bugging on the weed. Yeah, it might be sativa. Like I've seen Anu have really bad trips over like it's lace. The, the weed <laughs> in New York, like over here, the weed in LA, it's like more safer. But I feel like you know prohibition area era, like right. New York's very strict. We only smoke indica out here in the West Coast too. Is that so. what you guys oh, mostly shit. smoke? You guys I mean, smoke indica yeah, together? Yeah, definitely. Oh wow, I never so thought about you guys. Have you smoking indica, indica the whole well, time. Well, my shit's hybrid. Indica hybrid. My shit's hybrid. In I don't like indica. It makes you feel like you're in the couch. Now. Yeah, right, right. In yeah. the couch. In the cu- I guess it. I guess it depends on your intention. Like, what is your intention when you smoke it? Like, yeah. is it to calm down from a stressful day? For is me, it to yeah. Like, yeah. When I yeah. smoke indica, I don't have control over what my intention is because <laughs> oh, I'm in the couch. Like, I'm. Right. I'm good well, you night. are on the couch right yeah. now. I mean, <laughs> we, we smoke it with tobacco, so it really makes a difference. Because when we smoke just straight, that's true. Weed. Mm. It definitely oh, is more slumpy. Yeah. yeah, we usually smoke spliffs. Okay. Yeah, usually spliffing it. Is there, what are, if any, could you guys name some major differences in like different types of joints or blunts? <coughs> like Spliff, East, East Coast blunt. versus West Coast. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's go. What? Let's do. Yeah. Is there a difference between from like the Bay and LA? I'll say this. I'll give you a quick Bay Area blunt history. Ooh, let's do uh, it. Okay. Bay Area blunt history with San Francisco you. people in the '90s used to smoke their own blunts. What do you mean? The Garcia Vegas. They had their own brand they liked, which was a natural leaf blunt. But other than that, pretty much for like the 2000s till now, actually, yeah, even till now, people still smoke like regular Swisher sweets. No flavors. They're like proud of it. Like you can taste the weed. You know, you can't be smoking that grape Swisher, that peach Swisher, blah, blah, blah. But we did make an exception for peach Optimos. And on a side note, Mac Dre used to rap about Backwoods. He's a Bay Area rapper. So we've known about Backwoods for a long time, but we used to only smoke them on special occasions because you have to put like a whole like three, three, four grams in it. So it's kind of like a special occasion blunt. But now people like rappers, motherfuckers out here in L.A. smoke them like every time, like. They're smoking the eighth every blunt out here. Like, I'm looking at Tori because that's we all. We try not to smoke, smoke that big. Like, I don't know. Blunt. I'm good. Yeah, I've seen people that roll up woods. I mean, I'm sure you've seen yeah. people that, like, seen. they roll up these that. giant woods, like, just 24-7. You know? Mm. That's a lifestyle oh choice, God. but oh, man. I'm good off that, but yeah. And Tori, as someone who smoked a lot of weed out east, would you say there's any diff- specific type of, like, blunts or, like, um different kinds of ways of smoking that vary from out here on the west mm. is it no. pretty the same pretty universal pretty, yeah it's yeah. pretty universal yeah, yeah. Pretty universal. what do you call a blunt when it's like burning on one side too much <laughs> um, but oh, we say oh, a canoe it's canoeing in the bay they say the blunt's running like They're the little uh, thing's running it's little running <laughs> I heard um I heard out west they call it side burning or down <laughs> side burning. I like that. It's very straight up. Yeah, side burning. I, like I think that. I'm gonna say that. It's like an actual blunt side burning. It's very self explanatory, right. but it's also kind of funny. Right, it is. It's just I like canoeing. Blunt though. blunt culture is super big in the bay. Like you have to have quote unquote bars when you're young. Like when you're in like junior high, high school rolling blunts. It's like who's got the best bars? Like who swisher looks like like the swisher that came in the package like perfectly round and like, <laughs> and like people will like give you props like you feel proud as like a young <laughs> child in the bay like 
I got bars. Proper. You go home, like you sleep better. You sleep better at night. At least I got bars. Like fuck. It was a source. I didn't eat a meal all day. It was like a coming of age thing. Like you got to be able to roll blunt. And I still got friends that can't roll blunt for shit. Yeah. I used to get made fun of because I used to roll swishers the opposite way. Okay. Um, Interesting. The like person backwards. who taught me, they taught me to go. You can do that. Right. <laughs> that was like a special. The person blunt. who taught me yeah. was to go right to left. Mm. So I always roll my oh, okay. shit right to left now. I yeah. think left-handed people like do that. I feel like it doesn't matter though. Yeah. I do doesn't. a lot. Whatever is really more comfortable for you. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it get me high, shit. <laughs> that's right. all I care about, man. I do roll proper. a pretty smooth joint though. I ain't gonna lie. Right. I ain't gonna lie. It's a source of pride. I rolled yesterday. I was hanging out with GSMBJ. I forgot what we were doing. Um, he gave me a Dutch, yo. In high school, <laughs> Dutches were the things, bro. Dutchies. Like, and I heard they're so bad for you. Probably. Um, he gave the me a Dutch. Source yeah, wishers. that shit took Flavors, me back. The white that shit took me back. Shit. I rolled that shit. I was flexing on him. I was like, bro, look at this shit, bro. Like, you could never roll nothing like this, bro. It makes me like, so sick now. <laughs> I can't smoke backwards. See I this? can't smoke swishers. I can't smoke com, white owls. Get two. King Rolls for ten dollars. Handling with Divinity dot com. And oh man, really good. <laughs> That's I like that plugin. I like to have to find print the little right. <laughs> <See? laughs> well, like a little sound effect. <laughs> T, I need, need some Sema. You want some Sema? I forgot to tell you to bring me some. I, I have a Sema seal right now. Five ten dollars off all Semas, all flavors. Healing with divinity. I need some of that. Okay, <laughs> Shorty plugging in, and it's you got the hair. Me. What's up with the hair? Let's yeah, tell people about the hair you got I love going. This for me. So growing up, my mom never did anything different with the hair. She never dyed it. She never cut it. Really, like she just kept it like the same color. Like would dye her bangs once every three years, and like just or like and hate it, and just keep it for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> so for me i didn't grow up as like a young girl seeing like different hairstyles growing up so like i always just like was plain so i feel like as i got older and wanted to explore more express myself i got more confident with it i feel like it was just a confidence thing so yeah i was wanting to shave my eyebrows but i was too pussy <laughs> to shave them because i'm like i kind of like the fur on my face so i was like i need to try something that i feel like fits my vibe more i'm very like Mm, spiritual and like i don't know i'm just very i want to be more free so mm -hmm. i feel like i was like this is a way i can like express myself but like in a subtle way like i have to just like wear my hair up to see it like <laughs> i was like in the whole vibe in it and i'm like proud of myself Love it. anu did it he wants those props in mm -hmm. i did didn't i <laughs> damn and i did a good job too let's see the side on the side you know i'm zooming in BKO it's gonna be barbershop. You know BKO barbershop coming <laughs> next month. <laughs> next month. <laughs> Tell your friends about me. Hear me. Now, now it's time for Anu to change up his look a little bit. He's been trying to do something. T, what do you want me to do? You want me to dye my beard? Yeah. Like T thinks I should dye my beard. What color? Green. Oh. What about blonde? What about blonde? I can see that. Blonde? Yeah. Okay. But it would have to be like the whole beard, mustache. mustache. It have to be. You'd have to do the mustache. You yeah. could not rock just a blonde beard and a mustache. I know, right? Mustache. <laughs> you, could. you could. You could. You could. You could. Maybe. You could, actually. Let's like. mm -hmm. see what it looks like. Yeah. No, that's true. I might. <laughs> see, y'all got me looking at myself. I'm like trying to picture I myself with it. it. <laughs> oh, man. You got to keep up with that, though. Yeah? Like in what way? I mean... 
does your face hair like grow fast? Hair grows. Um, yeah, kind of. Eyebrows go fast. You gotta do your. It's roots. just like the same oh, thing so with like your eyebrows, eyebrows. You know, like every mm-hmm. every Whatever. week or two weeks. Is that a thing to touch up? You know what that really means? That means Tiara has to learn how to do it, so I can always touch it up for all new. Yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna do it himself. No, yeah, we probably. That's a fact. Anu had dreads. Anu's right? gonna insert a picture of him having How dreads here. As a result, <laughs> and I'm brush. the one that put the dreads in Anu. A teeny tiny little brush. I'm crying. <laughs> oh man. So L. A. What it's like to live in L. A. Let's see. Um. Expansive. What, what what how should we like expensive. unlayer this Talk onion about the all right let's start with the layers yeah all right okay, let's start bet. with that because i went to the grocery store the other day and i saw a, a little tub of hummus it was eight dollars i just that's more than gas in some parts of la so that doesn't make any sense to me they're chickpeas that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. you can't chickpeas. have to make do that Kayla. Yeah, they're right. making no cap. Would you would you tell people would you guys tell people to come to la 2023 no Hell, motherfucking yeah, man. I mean, it depends. It depends on the intention. If you're coming to LA just to live in nice weather and like you better have be around bank. palm trees, yeah, that part. Just yeah. go to Florida. Just go to Florida. Just go to Florida. Florida. Yeah. Just go to Florida. But if you like are trying to do something creative, artistic, you want to be in the arts, music, yeah. movies, whatever it may be. Um, come to LA. You, you gotta you gotta push yourself if you come to LA. A hundred percent. Yeah, because it's not just gonna like be yeah. here waiting for you. You gotta no. find that shit. LA will break you down. LA will show you <laughs> sides of yourself that you didn't know existed. <laughs> LA yeah. will chew you up yeah. and spit you out. Yeah. You have to be a strong person to live out here. Isn't it's it? You know, what I was week. thinking about earlier. It's crazy how like most people move here with no like like substantial amount of friends like you yeah. everybody here is like kind of alone in a sense except if you're from here obviously but I had no that's the exception here. isn't that crazy a whole city full of people that like no, don't have no, friends no, that much knows like, my friends are crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. y'all are yeah. all from my hometown but you get to like it's be a different though. person and shit so like everyone out here is like gets a fresh start in a way yeah, yeah fresh start you just yeah. gotta make sure you're out here uh meeting people man to anyone mm-hmm. who may be watching this who's thinking of moving to la you know, make sure you're going out every single. That's what we did when we first came here. We was going to fattest mansion parties. We was talking to people. We was meeting connect, people. Connect, Still connect, to this connect. day, um, connect. Take advantage the of networking all your is resources. A, the networking is elite in LA. Yeah, really like, really. Hey, what? You could run into like literally anybody, yeah. and like you, your life yeah. could change overnight, business wise. Like in and LA. Yeah. It's the Sorry. culture. It's the culture to network yeah. in L- in L A. Like in L A. Like it's normal to just be like, oh hey, da da da. Like bring a random conversation, exchange social media. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's the culture. People want right. to do it. So it's hit or miss too. Tori, do you remember that time that we were at Monty's? Oh yeah, and you had you had stepped in shit, and you were like, well damn, about it. you were like, ah, I stepped in shit. Was it dog shit or human dog shit? shit? It was. Good question. I don't actually know. So your do downside you know? of LA is stepping in poop. So no, that's not the <laughs> point. The human point poop. is, I do you remember who we saw terrible. on the street you that saw. day? Well, was you? I didn't, I didn't, you didn't see, see her. Me. Oh my god, I made eye contact with her. I made eye contact with Solange. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> after I, I just my heart shit. skipped a beat, and Tori was <laughs> next to me, and she's like talking about this shit, and I was like, what? Sorry, I didn't hear you. That was Solange. They just ran a red light. Like they were. Love running that. the stop sign that, or the the red light that's right at Monty's, but wow. yeah, I don't know. You just run into you never know who you're. No, yeah, yeah. you like, never you're know. Yeah, ramen never. and Steve Steve Aoki was like at the table right next to us eating ramen, and nobody else was in the fucking restaurant. 
That's like a random which random celebrity, celebrity interaction. Me, patch and seeing Drake Bell. Yeah, we went to a pumpkin <laughs> patch and seen Drake Bell. Bell. That was the craziest <laughs> when you guys first moved here too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like <laughs> looking, like we're looking at these. T's looking at the pumpkin. She's so excited, like hey, pumpkins. Pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> and I'm looking oh, around. I'm like, hold up, is that Drake? Bell? That's Drake Bell. I told you, he was like, yeah, that's Drake Bell. LA's hella weird like that. Yeah. Like, we're at a so pumpkin weird. patch. Like, I was what? At a, you guys ever seen the Six Sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I when I was at the comedy store, I seen the kid from the Sixth Sense right next to me, just chilling. I'm like, "What the fuck?" But he was grown; he wasn't <laughs> the, the kid anymore. Guy? Yeah, yeah he's, oh, wow. he he wasn't. He was seeing funny people. Is that so the same? Different. He's like Red Rum. What happened? Red Rum. No, it's different. That's a different movie. <laughs> yeah. That's Red Rum. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, anyway, LA's crazy. Like, especially if you put yourself in the right place, like you will literally meet mm. all kinds of people. Like, yeah. You know, Put yourself crazy. in the right place with the right intentions. Right. Not even in the right mind state. Just yeah. creative people, like-minded yeah. creatives. You know. Yeah, no, hundred percent. LA's filled with so many amazing creatives, yeah. and it's just like you just gotta like just get in where you fit in, bro. You know what I'm saying. Um, another interaction before I pass the mic to you. I I think you were there with me. We was in a whip, and I think it was Raven Simone. Oh my god! She was in like a Tesla next to us driving. driving. Shit. Oh shit! I loved that. <laughs> I love on our tour. On our tour of LA, like when we first moved out here, we seen oh, Big, Sh- Big Sean and like and Janet. You yeah. know what? When I first moved out here, the first job I had was on the Venice Boardwalk and the bike path. You know, it's like it's not large, but it's 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 wide. It's not super wide though. I was crossing the yeah. bike path and I wasn't paying attention and. Th- the corner that I was on was like the corner of the bike path. So the bikes were coming around the corner and they didn't, they obviously weren't seeing me or anticipating me like crossing the boardwalk. And a bike missed me by like, I want to say half an inch. I almost lost my life that day. Like I almost got T-boned by a bike and I got to the other side of the boardwalk and my coworker, Luke was standing on the other side, watching the whole thing go down. And he was dumbfounded. He was like, do you know who that was? And I was like, uh, no, nah, I didn't catch that. <laughs> I was just trying to make it in one piece. And he was like, that was Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> what no. the Floyd fuck? Mayweather almost ran me over with his bike. Damn, you could have <laughs> made hella money. I know, and he had the backpack <laughs> on. You know he was strapped what? up with cash on. Why didn't you say he something? He just thrown the suitcase at him. Right, like, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> back on his bike. Yeah. I want to yeah. also, I feel like, mention a part, part of LA. People want to move out here and they don't know how to move out here, mm-hmm. like physically. So yeah. it's not easy. Uh, yeah, we can go. We can go down and say like how we managed to even move out here. Like mm-hmm. your car. Like what did you do? Mm-hmm. I feel you might like as well leave all your clothes at home because people got too much drip out here. You're gonna have to restart. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> advice is to start your whole wardrobe if over. If you're from the Bay Area, leave all your tall tees at home. Leave all your fucking. <laughs> pink dolphin at home like it ain't gonna do you no good come down and see drew and Tori. i'm dead i like me and anu told our each other that we would save up 10k once we had like 9.5 i like worked really hard for like three months saved up like 9k i called like a towing company to move my car for a thousand it was like two thousand because we moved two cars we packed most of our stuff in both of our cars took a plane and moved out here we just like took whatever we could fit inside of our cars and then took that move. So that's how we came out here. We didn't drive. Some people drove. I think Kayla drove. No, I no? flew. Well, I, 
I flew when I moved out here, but when mm. Gab moved out here in 2020, we mm. drove from Boston to LA. Yeah, that's mm. wild. Yeah, but I had already was been out here. Was it expensive to year. do that? Because like, it was cheap to get the ticket. It was like 250 Um, one, one way or like. I mean, it wasn't cheap. We stopped in multiple places for reasons. Mm. You know, we wanted to like see the country. We weren't just going to drive through it, oh, not okay. see it. How long it took you? It took us five days. Five days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We stopped overnight every night and drove through the day. And Would you recommend people to do that? that oh, my God. It's here? so much fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. It was so much fun. We had the best time. I drove with. the. Uh, can I say this? Say whatever you I drove with an expired license the whole way. <laughs> yeah. We were just praying that we didn't get pulled over. I and was praying it. that we didn't get pulled over. We didn't get pulled yeah. over once. I'm so surprised. Did you pack all Gab stuff in her car? All Gab stuff. And then I had my stuff. I had actually flown in from, I had, I was out of town. I was out of LA pretty much the entire month of December because we had gone home for Christmas. Tatiana mm -hmm. and I had both gone home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. I was in London. I flew from London to Boston. Tatiana met us from LA to Boston. Mm -hmm. Gab was already in Boston. She had all of her shit packed. We packed all three of our everything. Gab's mm -hmm. belongings, everything she owned. The to She had a Toyota Camry. Silver Toyota Camry, wow. black black front bumper. <laughs> yeah. That she had replaced that morning, by the way. She had replaced the bumper that morning and it was like this low to the ground because there was so much stuff in it. Oh, wow. It was so packed to the brim. I mean, you could barely move in the car. You didn't car sleep in the car? Space. You slept in motels, you didn't sleep in the car? We slept in motels. Luckily, Gab did all of that. She planned everything. So she wow. planned all the hotels and she did all the... Really? Yeah, Aww. yeah. We sat down and we mapped it out. She booked all the hotels and where we were going to stop. We made plans on where we were going to stop. Like, we wanted to stop in Louisville. Louisville mm. was really cool. What's, where's Louisville? What is Kentucky. Where is Kentucky, Louisville. Yeah. Oh, wow. Louisville, Kentucky. We stopped in... Um, pittsburgh ohio mm. and did the whole like frick park market blue slide park and ode to mac miller and on our way out of blue slide park we were like leaving they that's when they announced that i think i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly that's right when they announced that the family was going to release an album and that's like right before circles came out and oh, they wow. had dropped one of the singles from Circle. So it was like really special because we were leaving Frick Park Market and Blue Slide Park. Yeah. And you get to like feel the energy of that yeah. time. Really yeah. In it. it was like a it's little beautiful. gift. Mac was like, thanks for going to uh, pay me a visit. You know, so cute. it was really cool. We stopped in Nashville, Tennessee. That mm. was cool. Um, we stopped in other random places like Oklahoma City. <laughs> that was an interesting. That was what an interesting city. Not really much out there. No, nothing Oklahoma like housing, like out there, grass, no. no farm. No, no. And then we did uh, Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona. Arizona, really yeah. cool place. That's like fire. You guys like vibes. mapped it and made it a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And then we got back to LA and we went straight to Taco Bell before we even went home. <laughs> we went straight to Taco Bell. Wow. We sat in line for like an hour. We ordered, Tatiana and I don't eat meat, so we okay. ordered spicy potato tacos. Those are fire. fire. Really? I didn't even know they had yeah. non-vegan options at Taco Bell. Well, they just have potatoes, <laughs> and you can sub the meat for the potatoes, you know? Oh. They can just toss Tindy them in there. Bean. I don't know. But we waited for, bean like, 45 traps. minutes, and we got to the window, and they were like, yeah, so uh, the spicy potato tacos and also this and that, we're not going to have those. <laughs> mm. That's a bummer. So, Welcome to L.A. Yeah, welcome, wow. to, welcome to L.A. Wow. Already off to a great start for Gab, at least. Mm. And then right after Gab moved here, that was when COVID hit. So, mm. yeah. Damn. Yep. So speaking of hard times in L.A., 
Uh-oh. I would love to tap into. Uh-huh. You like how I'm like tra- doing my transitions to like the I different. It, yeah. they, they're blending in pretty good, right? <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I wanted to touch on everyone's. How could you say? What would you guys say was a hard time that you endured in LA, and how did you overcome it? Oh my God, which which one, which time? <laughs> Any time from your Big duration. Hmm. Whoever wants to go first, you want to go first, Kayla? Uh, shit, yeah, okay, I'll okay. go first. The hard cool. and a hard a know. hard time living in LA, and how did you overcome it? A hard time living in LA. I honestly, I want to say the pandemic. The pandemic was tough. There was not a lot happening. Nothing was really open. It was home. a lot of people went home, lost a lot of so- fallen, a lot of fallen soldiers, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also just kind of like, you know, the reason that I think we all came here is because we're creative and we want to network and we want to branch out and grow and evolve and like do that with people and find a community that we can grow within. Uh, and that was really hard to do during COVID. It was mm-hmm. tough. And I think that, I mean, even my roommates and I, there were days where we wouldn't even speak to each other. I wouldn't see Tatiana for three days. She was home. I was home. We were both home. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it, it was kind of like um, d- a state of depression, like a really interesting, like social anxiety state of depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the fear that was induced in the media and just like the general hysteria, it it was chaos and it was overwhelming and it was hard. And on top of that, I mean, jobs were hard to find. Mm. They were hard to keep too. Things were closing down. I mean, one of the first things that happened to me when COVID hit was I lost my job. I worked through the summer and I lost my job. So that was really tough. I had to kind mm. of scramble to find work. Because Having no job in due. LA is not a great mm. place right. to be. Right, exactly, exactly, because yeah. shit's expensive. Doesn't matter which way you look at it. Groceries, yeah. gas, mm. DoorDash, yeah. doesn't matter. Whichever way you do it, it's expensive. Okay. I walk outside, mm. I blink, and I spend $60. Like, that's <laughs> nah. true. I go outside and take a, a deep breath. <laughs> yeah, 20 literally, bucks 20 bucks. gone from my wallet that I just <laughs> yeah. put It cost you. <laughs> yeah. crazy. So how, how did you endure? What was... What was the secret sauce? Um, the secret sauce was just staying strong, like just taking care, self-care mentally, physically, movement, um, and just kind of like keeping the faith that things are going to change and remembering that, you know, even when we don't think that we are exactly where we are, we are. And Ooh, I say think that one more time. Say that one more time, please. Even if we don't think that we are exactly where we are, we are. Oof. And we could think about it in a way like, you know, how, why are we alive? Like, why did this happen to us? Like, never did any of us think that we were going to live through a fucking global pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was scary. Intense, it was really yeah. scary. But we did. And um, there's another perspective to that. It, I think if we didn't have that time, our generation wouldn't have evolved mentally and emotionally. I think we question more than other generations. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of time to ourselves. We had a lot of mm-hmm. exposure to things. I mean, we have social yeah. media. It was different. We, yeah, yeah. we saw a lot. So I don't know. I would say endurance was, you know, finding people, finding support, protecting your own energy and just trying to tread on and not let the 
societal chaos overwhelm you mm-hmm. on top of all of the personal things that overwhelm you like the finances and anybody that made it through LA in the pandemic is a straight beast for yeah. real. <laughs> for real. Like, you got through the pandemic. businesses and businesses <laughs> Any, in general. Yeah, for, yeah. Literally anybody, but yeah, that too. Yeah. Like, I, I have like, to also say like support from my parents was huge. Mm, my parents, yeah. my parents really supported me. Like, I mean like financially, mentally, physically, emotionally, like they really supported me. So I think it was really important to, mm-hmm. if you don't have a support group like that too, you know, just close people, yeah. people who True. love you. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Thanks for sharing. I definitely think like you definitely said something that's going to leave an impression on a bunch of people. It was very insightful. Okay. Thanks for sharing that for real. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? A tough time in LA and how did they overcome? Damn. I can't even think of like one tough time because I don't know. I feel like it's always pretty tough. Like um, I'm still part. trying to find balance. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm trying to think of a time. And like I'm like I'm like right now, right now. But you just have to stay positive in like yeah. the tough, you know. Exactly. <laughs> like I feel like every day is like tough. Like you gotta hustle. You gotta like have your balance out here, which can be tough to like stick to either a routine or I don't know like there's just so many things you can do and sometimes you can get caught up and then get out of your balance or I don't know easy here it's just like especially like like if you work work for yourself too and like you're setting your own schedule for yourself and then you're like oh well I could take this day off and then like living out here is it's hard to like even just chill because you're like oh well i could do this right now instead of just chilling and there's this many things to do and everybody's like going and like hustling and like i need to be on that too Mm -hmm. and then like i don't know sometimes getting caught up in that and then like yeah basically my point is I'm still trying to find balance and that's like the tough part of moving, maybe just moving out of like even even living with my mom, you know, like I've only not lived with my mom for two years, like almost three years now. But, you know, moving across the country on top of that and like being in a whole new place, like you were saying, like you know, having people to support you and, like, having you guys all out here, like, meeting Drew out here, like, you know, that's... If I didn't have you guys, I'm sure I wouldn't be out here at this point, you know, Mm. still. Because you need that. You need support. You need, like, real humans around you. Like, just FaceTime isn't enough, you Mm. know? Like, Mm. you need, like, love around you, physical love. Yeah, it's true. Friendships, conversations, and yeah, like going to markets out here, selling out there has made me like feel a more sense of community too out here. Mm -hmm. So it's like always like tough as in a way of like doing new things constantly. Like 
not everybody does that you know some people have been doing the same shit for like 50 years and like that's fine for them like it's all good but like some people want to like evolve and it takes like mental toughness and like physical toughness to do that because you have to like constantly be doing and like also being you know there's like gotta be that balance of mm. doing and being mm. and, um, yeah I guess like that would be the tough thing is just making sure you're tough too and mm -hmm. knowing that like you can do whatever you put your mind to you just gotta like fucking do it mm. like get out there and actually do it don't just like say it that part. and you know i'm still working on doing more as well you know mm. lots of ideas but um little actions and like goals are good to have for yourself and like always progressing and like short-term goals yeah like short-term goals and just making sure that you're you're growing and yeah that's what life's about wow Love. Thank, thanks for sharing tori for <laughs> yeah, real of course. that was deep that just Love like that. flowed through me real quick you channel that real quick channel a little something for the quick. people <laughs> Oh man! Gonna light up TT's join over here. Healing with Divinity dot com. Good, good sales out now. Is there lavender in that? There's lavender in it. This is a lavender. What else is in here? Tea rose. Egyptian blue lotus. Egyptian blue lotus. Mugwort. What's the? Oh, the berry golds. The arge. Yes. Y'all gonna love him, man. I'm trying to tell y'all. Healing with Divinity dot com. Man, stop playing, man. Go get right, man. Stop playing. <clears throat> Go get that. Quick little promo. Um, but man, so uh I thought of my moment. The hardest moment for me in LA mm. thus far. Hardest moment. Would have to be when I got my first job in LA a couple years ago at Amazon. Mm. Mm. God, that's God. how you know that yeah. shit fucked up. That's Everybody right. else was like, mm. uh, once you hear Amazon, oh. anything, like, oof. yo, Amazon, Amazon was man. Just thinking of like the type of person that I was when I was working that job to where I am now, it's like two completely different people. Like, man, like that that version of me there was just like, and I knew exactly what I was doing to myself. Like, I was telling myself I had to be in a situation that completely didn't fulfill me or make me happy it was actually draining me of energy because for some reason in my mind um i guess i had forgotten the fact that our entire reality is a reflection of our perspective of ourselves and the world around us and i was like imprisoning my own thoughts and like i was like encapsulating my own power like limiting myself mm -hmm. by telling myself i have to be here i have to do this without this i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to i'm gonna go back home if i if i don't have this and it eventually reached a boiling point where like man like i had some depressing days there bro like just working by myself in a big ass van long ass days i'm not getting i'm, I'm going in like eight in the morning i'm not coming back till like 11 10 at night t's picking me up on some days at the work i just don't want to talk i'm like in a terrible mood um it had a big impact on my relationship it was just dis it was terrible it was like so hard it was a very low point and like i was just scared bro i was just scared like man like if i'm not making this money like i'm not gonna be able to stay out here like i'm not gonna be able to afford to live and like the money i was making there wasn't even enough 
Mm-hmm. So I'm working a job that I hate to not even make enough to yeah. fucking survive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then one day it just reached a point and I just, I don't know, something like clicked in my head. And like I had, I remember I had a couple conversations with you, Tori, and mm-hmm. like talking about Amazon and how it sucked and mm-hmm. just getting everyone's input. And one day I just reached a boiling point where I'm like, you know what, like, I'm worth more than this, bro. Like, I'm worth more than this. This isn't serving me. This isn't fulfilling me. This is draining me of my energy. It's making me depressed. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen if I leave. I don't have a a plan B or Mm. I don't have no other job lined up. All I know is, is that in rare moments in life, when my back's against the wall, I choose to bet on myself. And it's like a, a decision. I tell myself, like, I'm going to bet on myself. I don't know how this is going to work out, what I'm going to do. But I always notice when I bet on myself in hard times, it always works out for mm-hmm. me. So I just chose to. Anu has manifested mm-hmm. money and like, so I'm sorry to cut you off in so many right. beautiful ways. Like we brought your money tree, Anu. My money tree. What's your money yeah. tree's name? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'll think about it. We'll have come it, up with something. Yeah. Should we have him say a word? Ask the money tree its name go. in your it head. It said what I had to say. It said its and name. And look at it and it will repeat it in your head to you. Okay. Right. Try it. Try it. Right now? Yeah, right now. Ask it what's your name in your head and it's going to say its name to you. But direct your energy head. towards that. Don't. You're fucking around. I don't know. I got a couple names. What'd he say? Josh. Okay. And then Josh. and then Bob. <laughs> Drinking Josh. <laughs> oh shit. Josh Bob. His name is Josh hey, Bob. Bob. Oh, Josh, Josh Bob. Bob. Josh. That just like Bob. flew right out of your hey, mouth. Josh Bob. I don't know about Josh Bob. That's, his name's Josh Bob. Uh, this is my money tree Josh Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a ring to it. Josh Bob. It might just be okay. really It's high, not a Josh, Josh Bob. It's a Josh Bob. <laughs> it's a Josh Bob tree. I'm going to tell people that. (laughs) It's my Josh Bob tree. What's a Josh Bob tree? Well, I was having a podcast and we were talking. (laughs) You've got a repot, Josh Josh Bob. Bob. Thank you, Josh Bob. But yeah, you know, (laughs) just learning that you have a, a, me learning that I had a lot more control over my reality than Mm -hmm. I thought I did. Mm -hmm. And just understanding like, we live in a, a universe where like, whatever you say becomes true. So at the time I was telling myself, I can't do it. I have to stay here. Just, you know, like manifesting me sticking in that situation. So what helped me in my dark time was just understanding like there's going to come times in your life where you have to choose to put your happiness first, even if you don't know what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that now. Mm-hmm. Fuck it takes a lot fear. of faith. Yeah, I've learned that And it too. takes a lot of courage because mm-hmm. fear keeps us from doing those things you know no that part and what does fear stand for false evidence appearing real fear is that really what it stands for yeah holy shit. false evidence appearing real because fear is not real it's an illusion we give it power the things we fear are things that we give power you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. whether and sometimes it's due to most of the time it's due to a lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. we fear what we don't understand as human beings yes and we fear what we don't know and what we can't control as well yeah and what we can't control because it's it's hard to be vulnerable Mm. you know what i'm saying it's hard to be vulnerable to your spouse your significant other and it's very hard to be vulnerable to the universe this is my favorite conversation vulnerability i fucking love it yeah i love it because we just we think we are 
at a really young age too i feel like we are deeply deeply conditioned by society that vulnerability is a weakness it's a threat it's the most strength. especially yeah. men especially 100%. men men are so afraid to to share their feelings or just to like really show who they are and their real emotions because they're taught they're like no we need to be the strong ones we need to be the the courageous ones we need to take care of the family bring home the bread like mm. i don't know it's just uh no i, f- I, f- a, I feel you on that con- 100%. yeah you know and i feel like our generation is we're really starting to question that starting to change those things yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah not nah, real shit and i feel like i agree with that 100 percent. like i grew up in a household where like i never learned how to like address my emotions mm-hmm. and like even speak on them like i never seen that in my household growing up it's crazy yeah, too because we we don't yeah. show vulnerability <laughs> because we think that we're protecting ourselves that way like when in reality ourselves. the honesty is what is the ultimate protection mm-hmm. it's like your, the, your biggest superpower is your vulnerability because if you're being honest then what's the worst that can happen you know mm. you're being honest yeah mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I grew up in a household where we overly spoke our emotions. My mom would always tell me, like, really help me feel vulnerable. She said, I'll never get mad as long as you tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. And since then, like, we've always really had that. I always had that feeling with her was like, I could tell my anything. My will like won't judge. So like something I think I would tell my kids is like, I will never be mad as long as you tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's a big one. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can go off on a tangent on that. Yeah. Because I feel like I grew up in a household where it's like. I was kind of just scared to tell the truth because I told the truth in my early years and I feel like it got me in trouble and like grounded even like ground. Yeah. Grounded or like even like telling my parents like my dreams and my passions of mine. And it's just like Mm. I didn't really get positive responses because, you know, my parents, they're from they're from Haiti. It's kind of a third world country. I'm saying so all they have in Haiti is just like the only way out is education Mm. school. But like. In America, man, it's a first world country. You can do whatever the fuck you want Mm -hmm. and be hugely successful Mm -hmm. than people that go to school for whatever the fuck they're going for. So, like, there's a disconnect because they don't really understand that. They just understand education. So they always push for education. And, like, you know, you grow up and you understand, like, it's out out of love. You know what I'm saying? They love you, so they want the best for you. But I feel like I'm just now reaching a point where, like, my, I call my dad every once in a while, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, how's the music thing going?" Mm-hmm. Like he'll ask, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like you just told your parents like what, I want to tell the story or? how we told his parents like um, a big thing that me Anu really had to work on in our relationship was he would get nervous sometimes. I would say things, and he'd be like, "I don't know if I want to talk about that right yeah. now," but you mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like I thought it was okay to talk about or something." So like that's something that I had to like really learn in mm-hmm. this relationship. So. I really wanted him to share his music with his parents. Mm-hmm. So I was like, listen, like you have songs that don't have swears now. You're more involved in your music. Can we talk to your parents? Can I play them a song? Yes. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, go ahead. So I just like played them. I, I think I asked you what song you wanted to play now. Or did I just play something? I don't know. Yeah, do you remember what song it was? I know she played uh, This Feels Like Love. She played, she played This Feels Like Love. Oh, this yes. This unreleased song that's dropping on my upcoming take, I Love You Too. It's my song. In, I love that song. In the story. It's my favorite song ever. In, in, it's my number one song. I Love You Too, coming soon. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. So you played that for them? And then I played Honey's music video that he made for you. Which was I so feel cool. so fly right now. Mm, I love that video. <laughs> 
and they just like liked it and like i just feel like they really wanted they really want to have to open up to them but they don't know how to open up themselves mm -hmm. but they just they want that connection with him a lot yeah. like they crave the connection with kev but they just don't know how to do it mm -hmm. and like i just wish that they had more than one child because they only had kev and like kev is like working on trauma himself so he doesn't always think like let me just like talk to my parents oh do you better at it now but yeah but you guys are getting closer and you're opening up more about what you're doing and like you know, it's okay that you're taking your time with that, you know, like yeah. at the end of the day, like the way you grew up is why you're like that now. And like you're opening up more and more and like you can build a better relationship, a closer one now, like mm. if you want that, you know, I do. Yeah. So Aww. that's beautiful. I call your parents after this. Yeah, they're probably sleeping like a motherfucker, but I call them all for sure. I don't know if but I'm going to talk like, about the podcast If you podcast really think yet. about it, like, if you really think about it deeply, you've you've shown a parts of yourself to your parents that they had no choice but to accept from you. Mm -hmm. So, literally, and, like, we'll look at their reactions from that. So, you should, like, even through, even though they had reactions to you having a face like to you, having a nose ring, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like they still accept and love you. And, like, you can always try to remember mm -hmm. that. And they're going to so try their help. best. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. When I got my face tattooed, it was, woo. Mm -hmm. My mom, I had to call my mom a week before I went to go see her to let her know I had a face tattoo. Oh my just God. to like get the energy out there. You know what I'm oh saying? Wow. Like, I'll never forget. I was in, I'll never forget where I was. I was at the gym in Fall River. Um, and I called. I don't know why I wanted to call her right then. I'm working out. I'm like, I gotta call my mom. Man. I gotta let her know. Fuck. So I call her. I let her know. I'm like, hey, mom, how you doing? I say, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm um, excited to see you in a week. Uh, I just want to let you know I got a face tattoo. She's like, stop playing. Man. Come on. I'm like, nah, I, I got a face tattoo. She's like, you got a face tattoo for real? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why would you do that? I'm like, because I wanted one. She's like, you're going to give me a heart attack. I don't know. Um, and his mom has heart problems. <laughs> a whole week passed by, and then I went to go visit her um, with T and her sister, Jaylene. And um, T went in, she gave T a hug. Jaylene went in, she gave Jaylene a hug. I went in last, and she just gave me a certain look. <gasps> just rubbed me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And mind you, she was living in Connecticut at the time. I'm living in Fall River. That's like a three-hour drive. Yeah. So I'm, I'm upstairs in my room, pacing back and forth. I'm like, nah, I ain't like that look. Nah, mm -hmm. nah, I drove three hours to come in. She's going to look at me like this. <laughs> this some bullshit. So I went downstairs. I hollered at her. And... um. She didn't agree, but once I told her that, like, yo, mom, look, like, I'm happy, you know? Mm -hmm. Once she heard those words, I'm happy, like, it was like a weight lifted off her shoulder. She's like, all right, if you're happy, mm -hmm. like, whatever it is, it is. So it was cool to see that. Yeah, you know? sometimes there just needs to be more of a conversation about yeah. it, you know? Like, mm -hmm. because when you're just hiding things and being closed off about things then and they don't understand it, then they're not going to understand it and they're just going to hate. But like with my, for example, my grandmother, my grandparents hate tattoos, like smoking, all that. I showed them my tattoos, mm. my piercings. They'll like maybe like be like, oh, what is that? And then like <laughs> they don't say shit. Like, yeah. what are you going to say? Like, yeah. you fucking are going to disown me? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, and then like even with... um. Yeah, my t this tattoo, my grandmother, <laughs> again, 
when I just saw her, she's like, that's permanent. She already <laughs> saw it like two times. She's, she's like, that's time. permanent. <laughs> like, yeah, You're I'm not getting this redone every fucking week. You're uh, yeah. Oh God, and I so even cute. smoked weed on FaceTime with her. And I'm just like, she's like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, it's weed. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, like why are you smoking or whatever and i'm just like Like, what can they say i'm like Like, no no it relaxes me it's really good for me like i can get you some edibles if you want to try some like did you no i didn't i don't know what can you really say you're a good kid like you don't really do drugs like they consider that a drug but like you don't do like heavy ass drugs like you support yourself you're a good heart like that's all that matters exactly i put my father through hell my yeah. father's my dad's gonna you know my dad's hip my dad's a young dad he's gonna watch this tomorrow yes. and he's gonna be like they're all talking about these stories i didn't tell my dad about one fucking tattoo i ever got not one <laughs> no, not one wow. i won't i will never forget i didn't plan my first tattoo wasn't planned yeah. believe it or not like i have i think almost like i've got 40 now 40 wow. maybe 42 somewhere around there but they're all small ish kind of I'll never forget my first tattoo my roommate my college roommate I was at the library studying like a good college student my roommate texted me and was like I want to go get a tattoo do you want to come and I was like all right so we go to the we go to the place and I I get the tattoo and I didn't tell anybody I didn't tell not a soul and I got back to my dorm room and I had a text from my dad and my dad was like did you get a tattoo he know that i still to this day don't know how he found out or who told him but what was it i never told him and he always knew when i got my first neck tattoo he saw it in the car because my my i accidentally just went like this not thinking about it and i had i had tried so hard to keep this from him i had gone like four months the connect one oh and he was in the driver's seat he was driving (laughs) and i just had my hair like this and he said he he said Is that a is that a neck tattoo? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's small though. Like I did it small, and he literally went, oh and he rolled the window down, and he stuck his head out, and he was like, oh like my, hyperventilating God. out the car window. He didn't talk to me for like an hour, wow. and then I, he kind of like warmed up to it. But I mean, Dad, you're covered in tattoos, man. You know, like. What did you expect, brother? Girl, what did you expect? You raised me. Yeah. I'm half of you. What did you think was going to happen? I feel like my family, like when we visit each other, we just get tattoos. Like it's just been a thing in my family. Like we just get tattoos together. Like we bond. It's like, it's just something that we just did. My mom always been covered. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I like have a goal to be covered like eventually before I die, but like it's going to be a nice slow process. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You got to let the process evolve. You know, Definitely. you can't take up all the space and then come up with something when you're 55 mm-hmm. and be like, Oh fuck. I don't mm-hmm. know. I know like towards the end, I definitely want to get like an eye tattoo to my forehead. I can see <laughs> yeah, that from oh, yeah. me. Like shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like definitely and be like an old lady with like mad tats. <laughs> What's your next tattoo going to be? I want to finish my back. I feel like I only have like a scorpion and I just, I want to like f- complete it more. Mm. But I do want to stick and poke mm. like really bad, like a tribal one on my back or like, yeah. I was thinking a tree. I feel really connected to trees. Mm. So maybe like a tree. I've got a really good cool. artist. Do you? Stick and poke, Max. Yeah. Great. I think guy. I want like a tree stick and poke like on my back. Yeah. I think I would love that. 
like a big one. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's done a lot of my stuff. Really? A lot of it. What is your favorite one? from? That one's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I like the simplicity of your tattoos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like. Zero complexity. It's like an elegance to it. Yeah. 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 I mean. This one's new. I haven't seen this one yet. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is old. This is June. Really? What year is it? 2023? June 2022. I got this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My newer ones are up here, actually. I have a banana. Oh my my God, cat. Banana. She doesn't even know how much I love her. I got a banana on my arm. So That's and, so cute. Um, then I have an alien here as well. Those are the newer That's ones, cute. really. I I was talking to Gab, and she says she does stick and pokes too, and she showed me one she did on herself. Yeah, <laughs> she cute. also. That's another th- dude. During COVID. Me and Gab, we got antsy in that house. We went a little nuts. And I just had this like one tattoo artist on speed dial. I'd call him like once a month and be like, yo. Me and Gab would go in. Me, Gab, and Tati would go in. I'd take all my friends in there and get tattoos. And Gab somehow, some way, one day convinced him to let her give herself the tattoo. Wow. Instead. (laughs) I couldn't believe it, honestly. You know? She's a slick talker. Oh, she did a great job. Yeah, she, she did. Can't. It was like a little red heart on her finger, but she did a fantastic job. She's, a, I mean, she's an artist, that yeah, one. So Yeah. She is so talented. So she should be. We're talking about you, Gab. And mm. at Gab. She probably knows already. She would be a, a really, really good tattoo artist. Tattoo party. Ooh. Hey, I want to learn how to tattoo. You want to make some money, Gab? Hey, Gab, you want to get paid, Gab? Hit us up if you're. On the next Silk <laughs> Talk. We'll on know. On the next episode of Silk Talk. We'll know if she watched it because she'll call one of us and be like, yo. <laughs> no, someone had the dope idea of uh, us. I think Sushi said it. She was like, um, you guys should get tattoos on the podcast. Ooh. Like, imagine a podcast and getting a sticky annoying. It has to be like a really annoying question. What do you mean? Because, like, when you get a tattoo, it's kind of, like, irritating. Like, do you ever get mad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I know what you mean. So I feel like the questions have to be, like, a little annoying to see how you answer it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it'd be funny. Mm. (laughs) Like, skin-crawling questions. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, weird shit. Yeah. Oh, like, personal? Like... It doesn't have to be, like, personal. It could just be, like, something stupid. Mm -hmm. Surface-level pain. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... So let's see. We went. It's you and Drew. Well, for like the hardest time. The hardest time that you've had in LA, and how did you overcome? Hmm. Yeah, you can close it. I'll I'll go. Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess everybody's picking pandemic stuff makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh, but, I got plenty. Um, Definitely makes sense. Yeah, I guess I would say when I uh, no, I'll be more creative. Let me think. I think I think now, like more recently, the last few months, like just this last year since I closed my store because I came to LA to open a store, be a store owner, kind of like you know get the networking going by having a location. So now I just sell online and have a showroom, and I'm not I haven't really been pushing social media, so I don't know. I've been at a crossroads, like kind of like why am I in LA? Kind of a thing. Obviously, you know, me and Tori live together. You know, we have a nice we have a nice loft, like showroom that we live in so it's pretty dope but at the same time it's like it, you have to go all out while you're here so sometimes you wonder like you know at least for me not having the story it would be like if you stop rapping like why would you be here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so but at the same time I'm, I'm i'm pretty creative so at the same time i'm working at, on projects and keeping myself busy and i'm learning to just enjoy la for what it is like not necessarily what I came here for, but just like the weather, the mm-hmm. 
the hiking, the good food, mm. trying to be healthy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Just, like, enjoying it. Because I am from California, so part of me is just, like, enjoying California for what it is because... I don't know. It is definitely a rat race. So I think even if you are networking and hustling out here like you're supposed to be, if you don't take the time and smell the roses, like L.A. Yeah. still going to chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. So for me, it's like I'm sustaining. I'm just being sustainable out here and I'm learning to just enjoy life out here like for the first time. Like not focused on the rat race, just like wow, actually thinking, down. hey, L.A. is not a bad place. Like it's expensive, yeah. but mm. I'm enjoying it. Like, whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. But that's how I overcame it. I had to change my mindset to where, like, it felt like, man, fuck this place. Like, if I'm not going to be having a store, like, you know, bitter feelings, they shut me down. California shut down all the businesses for, like, a whole year. So there was a lot of bitter feelings. But at the end of the day, I was, like, taking the time to smell the roses, kind of rethink how I'm looking at life. So fuck mm -hmm. it. You can just enjoy L.A. too. You can just enjoy the weather. You don't have to be... You don't have to be consumed in the culture here to like to enjoy your life here, but you, you got to be prepared to be life. making money. Like I still have a hustle. Like I still have to make bread in order to even do that. You know, so. mm -hmm. wow. it's like elite living too. Everything's elite here. Elite networking, elite mm -hmm. food, elite living. If you can afford it, like, mm -hmm. but you got to hustle. Mm -hmm. Like you did better than me. I had a little rough patch. Back me too last yeah. fall yeah and instead of sticking it out i literally fled the country y yeah <laughs> i don't blame anyone that leaves either like yeah, i was rethinking I everything to. but fuck it yeah, you know you like you're here though so i'm back you, you yeah, are doing back. it you're back i did miss it very happy to have you back too <laughs> yeah yeah i'm happy to be here yeah. i'm happy to be here i feel the same way as right. you you know slow down a little bit right. and just like enjoy LA hey for what we is. might not be here forever in la so right. it's like the, at the same time it's like you gotta enjoy while you're here you know hell yeah there's some upsides a lot. There know? are. Yeah, there I feel are. like we talked really positive like about the LA experience. Yeah, we, we could really talk did. shit. We could. Yeah, we didn't. I could we sit didn't here like, and shit on the traffic. Like, when I went back to Boston, when I went to Florida, coming back to LA, I'm like, I love LA. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, hearing this from you because you have like, times where you're I'd like, I'd definitely rather LA. be in LA than like Florida or Boston, yeah. like I living. Like, I love going to Florida and Boston, but I wouldn't want to live there it's like babies i want to mm -hmm. go to more like, places right, I'm done. and uh -huh. give them back yeah and yeah. right, i'm done i'm gonna get on hawaii the plane. i could have saw myself living there but yeah. every time yeah. i go there, i don't I know attached, yeah I'm maybe if i was like swimming with dolphins oh, and like no. made a business out of that <laughs> just kidding uh, a dolphin swimming business <laughs> yeah. i swim with manta rays in hawaii i want to do that did you do it at night did it at night we had these noodles under our legs. They said our safe word was noodle. We got in the water. One manta ray came up to the thing. I was like, noodle, noodle, noodle. Noodle. They're so big. There's GoPro footage. I'll have to. I got it. Oh my God. I would love to see it. I think my dad has it. I could go to my GoPro footage underwater. GoPro is like the best underwater. Yeah. It's just like close ups of all of our faces. You know, it's like me and Gab screaming underwater. Manta rays, one inch. It's wild, wild footage. It's fucking beautiful. I've been tripping. Never before seen. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well, well, well. And like, there was one. Can I do the same thing you did? And I was like, I don't want to say anything. It's a long story. Nah, <laughs> 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 Make it short. <laughs> the hardest time, move, like, I had in LA <coughs> is probably, like, when me and you broke up and I didn't have a place to live. And I just, like, was sleeping on my friend's couches. Tori took me in for a while. And, like, I said with G, shout out G. 
and like i just like my i feel like my energy is very grounding and i'm really root chakra heavy mm. so i feel like my root chakra wasn't there like i feel like it was really low or like non-existent and i just had a hard time not feeling stable when like my entire energy is stable <laughs> so like i just felt like i just had a wild point in my life where i just wasn't stable and like once like things got better i found my own place i still catch myself with this energy that's a little bit like the universe is trying to show me that i am my own stability outside of myself i'm like going through periods of time where like i'm living off like a little bit of money and like i'm still surviving and it's amazing and like i feel like the universe is showing me a person that's always like had money because i'm a nurse and like did a whole bunch of things and like finding not fulfillment in those areas and deciding like i'm gonna be able to survive and live like no matter where i am like i think mm -hmm. the universe is always constantly showing mm -hmm. me that i am my own safeness mm -hmm. i feel that and like that's just it's been a little hard for me to suck it up and swallow because i have those like scares and doubts mm -hmm. but like i'm i always end up being okay mm -hmm. that's good. so that's like my current life that. lesson i'm going through right now it's a little tough it's like i do have a lot of anxiety about it sometimes but yoga has been yes, helping a lot with that yoga. Mm -hmm. and like taking time for myself deep breaths mm. connecting back to like our, our own life force connecting you know? to our bodies and like i just like connect i need to like my life path number is seven so like i'm here to help the world ascend and hear greater than myself for spirit and like supposed to be here for spirit and like i feel like i have to learn these type of life lessons to like live off little or like have points in my life where like i'm not balanced so i can show other people how to be balanced so this is like one of my I feel like journeys right now it's still kind of tough for me but like i feel like i'm doing real good doing so it's like podcast thank you Amazing. <laughs> and i'm gonna graduate and become a yoga instructor tomorrow hey, as you guys see this we celebrate in yoga celebration i'm so excited tomorrow. i worked really hard like I want to talk a little bit about the experience. I feel like I, yeah. I've only been practicing for like two years maybe. And like, to I know I didn't want to pay for the training because it was like 1400 I didn't have that. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get that. But I knew I wanted to become a teacher once I worked at the studio at the front desk. I knew like, I was already a nurse, so I had the energy in me to be a leader and like to speak on other people's behalfs. And I feel like when you become an instructor, you're, you're speaking to the body and teaching it how to move. So like I was already teaching people how to be healthy and live off like being in the medical field. So I feel like it was a great transition for me. I knew like I wanted to become one but not pay. So it was possible to shout out how to yoga not sponsored by them <laughs> to like do yoga every day for 30 days. It's called the 30 day challenge. You do hot yoga every day for 30 days. You pick a time in the day and do spend yourself like an hour. And once you do it and you post it on social media like every day, you have a chance of like winning a teacher training so i i did it i worked really hard i was almost gonna die literally felt like i was gonna like have an iv <laughs> because i was had no yeah, hot i had no like electrolytes in me yeah. i feel like i didn't do it the right way you start slow and then you finish strong not start strong and finish slow. Drink some hydrating too if you're not replenishing so, that yeah water, not like you know? taking the time to and like i yeah. worked three jobs at the time too yeah it's a lot it was just a lot but I did it and I went to school. I picked in yoga and like it's been teaching me to be more intentional in my movements, to go slower, to be in stillness 
and depth and honor it through the length of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the three Beautiful. principles of <laughs> yin yoga. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to talk about yin yoga a little bit too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yin yoga is a really special practice. Is it? Yeah, yin is, is about... It's it's about teaching your body how to move, but it's also about teaching your body how to stay still. Yes. But it's about teaching your body and and examining and like exploring the body. Yes. How far you can go when you're in these poses for such a long time. Mm. It can get really frustrating. Emotions very, can come up and very. there's a really special way. You're gonna be an amazing in yoga teacher. <laughs> Thank amazing. you so much, Kayla. <laughs> because there's just a really special way for a a teacher to hold energy and space mm. for their students to be able to feel those emotions and, and be open to them. Mm. rather than so closed off and be a little vulnerable in that moment it's a very vulnerable practice things can come up we forget we hold emotions in the body and if we're not learning how to send oxygen and how to send breath and love to those places and make space in the body Mm. then there's no point in the asana yeah, the asana is the movement and the movement's only one part of yoga yoga. it's the newest part of yoga yeah exactly Mm. and the stillness that came first yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I feel like I needed to learn it to teach myself to stand still because I can't even stand still. Yeah. Like even in bed with Anu, he's like, stop moving. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I've been so much better at like keeping my body still. You've been improving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the record, she's been improving a lot. No she's sleeping like a mummy <laughs> now. Just like, and she, like, she pick one position and <laughs> stick to it. <laughs> Drew, you even All said night. it too. Said, you been? said that LA is a rat race and it's true. It's easy yeah. to get caught up in that. Oh, yeah. It's fucking yeah. exhausting. You know? If you move to like Montana, you will not feel the same thing you feel living here. Like, <laughs> no. No. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's you know, quiet, it's peaceful. But yeah. you're still going to have yeah. your own stresses. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. it's just different. The you universe is, it's a balance it's a of choice. positive and negative. Everyone is always going to have positive and negative experiences. Right. You just gotta pick your poison. Right. <laughs> you no. know, if you want to go through that LA struggle and right. that LA grind, hey, right, but cool. we're all motivated to be here. That's what I'm. That's what I learned from this like topic is like through all the hardship, something about LA kept us coming Keeps back. Us you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All that bullshit. Yeah. Like, I hope you know through all saying? the podcast experiences, people like learn a little bit more about themselves as they're on it. Like it's for other people to watch, but mm-hmm. I also like to pick the guests because I would like the guests to learn more about themselves and. As you talk and have experiences and talk to each other about how you feel, you learn more about who you are because mm-hmm. we're just all reflections True. of each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's beautiful to see. Yeah, it's an interesting topic too. Yeah, so many different. Yeah, it's like an onion. There's so many different mm-hmm. um, layers to it. You know what I'm saying? And even with this, however long conversation we've been having, it's like there's still so much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. to dive so into. Much. So much. That's true. You know. Yeah. Um, so if you're watching so this podcast, I definitely want to say thank you. We love you. It's been almost two hours. Oh, hour shit. fifty-two. Yep. Um, so I think we could wrap it up with one last question. Okay. Mm. Um, if we could all go through briefly on any advice you'd give to someone watching this who may want to move to LA, yeah. What's some advice that you'd want to give them um, for them to keep in consideration before they make the journey? Would like to go first advice for them i'll go first all right kayla yeah what what kind of advice would you give to someone that's wanting to move to la uh i would i would give the advice of um just honestly simply stay strong mm-hmm. it's tough especially when you don't know anybody out here it's a new place 
like new city, new layout, new people, new new environment, like new vibe, new culture. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And it's a lot to take in. It's There's a lot to unpack about this city, but there's also a lot to take in, mm-hmm. you know? And it can get very overwhelming. So I would say that, you know, the first like six months to a year, it, it takes time to make a new place home, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I would say endure the hard moments because it does get better. Mm-hmm. Just like anywhere that you'd go, you have to build a life somewhere. And so it's... It's, it takes time and it takes mm-hmm. patience. Have Beautiful. patience. Love that. Love yeah. that. I agree Who'd with Who'd like that. to go next? That's facts. Facts. I guess I'll go next. Sure. I feel like, the, what is it again, the question? What's a piece of advice you'd give to someone that wants to move to LA? Plan a little bit before you go. Mm. For me. Like, that helped me a little bit. Was to, like, plan my strategy and how I was going to get there so I can think and not have to rush into the grind right away i ended up saving up ten thousand. i didn't have to work for about three months so i was able to enjoy my stay in la and i knew i would go back to work and i knew the type of person i was i knew i'd go back to work and still have the money i think i made 10k last like over two years i feel like i used like the rest of my 10k when i like got my second apartment so i was able to furnish two apartments with 10k and like save money and like i was able to make it last for a while but I feel like having having the preparation and being ready and then like pick and choose the advice you did you take from people when you move. Like you know what you want to do and what wh- why you want to move as long as you have your intention why. Use that to motivate you, but watch where you watch watch out where you get your advice from. Like me and Anu watch a lot of you YouTube videos at the time about how to move to LA, right? And then it was like so many different types of advice about it that were like so crazy. I remember like this the one girl talked home. about she had like no friends and like Anu was like she was a weirdo. Like, <laughs> do you remember that one video we watched? <laughs> we just like so many different inputs and like advice on it about how to take it. So just like watch who you can take advice from and just plan a little bit before you go. That's my mm-hmm. advice. Love that. That's a good piece of advice. Plan ahead. Yeah. Very true. So I would say, have Let me no ask the fear. Question. Do that shit. No. Let me ask the question one more time. Okay. So we can make a reel out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Think yep. about the future, right? You. Right, man? Hey, <laughs> this topic Smart. is a little like real Real. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's real worthy. <laughs> like, hey, real We're going worthy. viral, baby. We're going viral. <laughs> so, Tori, um, what me. is one piece of advice you'd give to someone that wants to move to L.A.? One piece of advice I would give is to have no fear, do it, um, Fuck your fear. make a plan, yeah. you know, make, make a, a good plan. plan for yourself so it's not difficult once you get here. You don't want to stress once you get here, like, definitely, like T said, try to save up some money, like, do what you gotta do, grind, get get that money up, have some kind of savings, maybe like connect with some people on social media that live out here that you want to connect with, hit them up, like just fucking do it. Don't like worry. Basically like, yeah, just believe in yourself. If you're going to fucking move out here, you better believe in yourself and do it with confidence and do it for the right reasons and you'll be good. 
beautiful. You got Love this. That. That's some great game, mm. gang. Yeah, for real. Some great game. What about yeah. you, Drew? What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that wants to move to LA? Uh, I would say one piece of advice if you're going to move to LA, um, probably don't make the same mistake that I did. Like, smell the roses out here because you're going to be hustling your ass off. So, like, go on hikes, go to the beach, enjoy the weather, actually get some sunlight. Because I went like a year out here with no sunlight, and there's no excuse for that. Like, you can hustle so that's an exaggeration a little bit but the truth is like you can hustle so hard that like you literally don't even enjoy it like and there's a lot to enjoy so mm -hmm. i would say you know i'm saying don't go too fast when you get here mm -hmm. that's a fact that's a fact oh man let's see one piece of advice that i would give to someone that wants to move to la is to bring a silk robe Bring a silk robe. Stop <laughs> playing. What's on shades in a durag? You heard it here first. <laughs> now, one piece of advice that I would give to someone that wants to move to LA is, above all else, keep faith in yourself. <laughs> keep faith in yourself. There are going to be days where you don't know what's going to happen next week. That's how I feel. I, I mm. can say that right now. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know what type of business deal going to come through or what what's going to happen. I don't know. But you got to learn to to be vulnerable to the universe. And you need to learn to just have faith in the process mm -hmm. and enjoy the enjoy journey. It. The mm -hmm. journey is the destination. Mm -hmm. We so focused on the finish line. It's like, nah, bro. Like the finish line it's going to come. We know it's going to come. But the experience that you're going to have between them, the people you're going to meet, the the trials and tribulations that's all to build you into the person that you you need to be in order to reach the finish line that's the meat and potatoes you know what i'm saying so like just pay attention to the clues that the universe is going to give you the universe always gives clues always gives signals the universe wants you to win so just have faith in the process and have fun man and don't mm -hmm. get so caught up in this 3d reality of like Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta pay my bills. Da, 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 da. Like, just have faith. It's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Have faith. It's gonna happen. Like, if that, like, that's this is exactly something. Like, if I could tell my younger self before I came to LA, I would tell myself this. Like, nigga, just chill. It's gonna work. Like, you know, just having that mentality that no matter what, it's gonna work in your favor, bro. Mm -hmm. On top of what everyone else said, you take all that in consideration. You gonna be alright. <laughs> you gonna be good. But with that being said, this is a conclusion of Silk Talk episode five. Hey. Man, it passed by so quick. We've been on for two hours. Officially the longest stream. That flew by. Crazy. It flew by so quick. Facts. Too quick. This fucking quick. clock doesn't even tell beautiful right things, down. And I just want to take the time to thank you guys all for coming. Thank you for having and wanting us. To thank be you. Thank you for having us. Oh my god thank you let's tell Love everyone where we can like get in contact with you i'm goddess divinity 333 on instagram <laughs> and um this is honor the deity everyone's link is currently in the um caption of Lit. the youtube video oh, already awesome. already put it there so you. make sure you go through hit everyone's uh shit um but i'm honor the deity host of silk talk podcast recording artist of four years CEO of BKL Season, BKLSeason.com, the illest socks in the world. I got the red, yeah. I got the white. We feeling good, we looking good. I love you too, dropping super soon. I love you out right now, only on YouTube and SoundCloud.
I feel like I should have a stage name of some sort. <laughs> my my name is just my name. I feel like I should be more creative. I am who I am. That is all. My name is Kayla Parlante. That's also my tag. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. where you can find me. Oh man. <laughs> Drew Maroon Maroon Studios on Instagram. Come shop. Come buy clothes off of us. Yeah. That is all. Come shop with <laughs> us. We'll get you drippy for any occasion. Mm. <laughs> yes. Tori, the illest stylist in the world, by the Seriously. way. Seriously. She got me right. Uh, the Bob Rugrat music video, you can find it on his YouTube channel, Bob Rugrat. The music video was styled by Tori, the one and only. Um, also, that performance I had at the penthouse, that little uh, little silky thing I had yeah, on my head. We saw that on you. That was Tori's idea. <laughs> Tori going to get you right. Yeah. Tori, and there's been multiple other occasions that Tori's come through and this stuff. I just go out at night and I'm like, Tori, can you dress me? Yeah, anytime. She the one. You Reach know? out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Always we got down. what you yeah, need. We got Always what you down. need. Wearing the actual silk shirt. Yeah. yeah Tori got on actual silk. silk right now. Actual. This is, this is polyester here. That's polyester, <laughs> but everything else? Silk. Silk. Oh, we got to look at the tag. We got to look at the tag. But anyway, (laughs) I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in again. Um, Let's see. Episode six. What day is episode? Is that June 3rd? Is that the the homeboy? Oh, man. Nino on episode six. It's going to be lit. Stay tuned to our Instagram. Uh, Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, all that. Peace. Adiós, amigos. Adiós, amigos. Adiós. Adiós.